Welcome market participants to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. I hope you're listening to this on a beach or wherever you can find a little rest and relaxation. Get it in now and come back rejuvenated for what is shaping up to be an active and probably volatile September and October. All right, let's get started. This week our three things are one, in search of economic normality. We marvel at how some market participants have forgotten what that looks like. Here's a hint, it's not this. Two, so what actually happens to credit when the Fed tightens? We'll share our thoughts. And three, corporate earnings are forecast to continue to grow off of today's stimulus-fueled results. Does that make sense? All right, let's dig a bit deeper. Now, we admit to scratching our heads often when disappointment surfaces in this recovery, like when the Fed doesn't deviate from its extremely well-telegraphed and methodical monetary policy and goals, or when a company doesn't blow away its earning estimate and upgrade its future guidance, or when another round of government stimulus doesn't materialize. It's as if all of these things somehow have become the norm. Here's a newsflash. This is not normal. Economic growth at three times the Fed's long-term average is not normal. The central bank backstopping credit is not normal. 88% of reporting companies beating its earning estimate is not normal. Cities and states awash in cash is not normal. Household net worth jumping 23% in a year is not normal. Residential home values jumping 17% year-over-year is not normal. Bank loan losses coming out of a recession at 25-year lows is not normal. Amazingly, we could go on. This is what you get when the federal government injects stimulus equal to almost 30% of GDP in a year and when the central bank backstops a large swath of the credit market. This most certainly is not normal. Now, we're surprised at those that register disappointment as these things start to correct, which is beginning to happen, knowing full well that we are moving past peak growth into what we call the Great Deceleration. That's what is there for all to see in the Bloomberg consensus estimate for real GDP growth, which is set to correct from what was forecast to be 10% annualized in Q2 a few short weeks ago, down to 2.3% by Q4 2022. The actual Q2 figure... 6.5% was, your podcaster says incredulously, a disappointment explained away by inventory drawdowns. The implication being, of course, that surely those inventory levels will be rebuilt to handle future demand that goes along with way above average growth, because that's the new normal, right? Stop the madness. Maybe businesses are looking at the great deceleration and thinking, I need a plan for the new normal. Maybe home builders see that new home sales have rolled over down 20% year over year. Maybe that's why the city economic surprise index has fallen steadily and is now in negative territory. And maybe that's why the Fed is in no hurry to rush out and begin tightening. As we have often said on the podcast, we expected to have a couple of blockbuster quarters of economic growth and all the spillover effects that go with it. From transitory inflation to supply chain bottlenecks to stretched valuations of risk assets and strong consumer spending. 
but it's not going to last. That last burst of stimulus back in March has been spent or saved, and people know there is not much more where that came from. We are returning to normal, and trust me, it's not going to feel as good as the past couple of quarters. All right, on to our second thing, monetary tightening. For at least decades, the Fed was really a house of mystery. Backroom dealings, little in the way of public communication. Starting with Greenspan, communication started to open up. And under Powell, it's reached almost annoying levels. A constant parade of Fed spokespeople going out with their own talking points that markets parse apart ad nauseum. It doesn't matter, risk on or risk off, there is almost always a Fed official saying something that we can attribute that day's move to. Now, it seems at times that fundamentals, growth outlook, margins, efficiency, matter less to the asset allocation decision than the latest chatter out of the central bank. Now, to take a step back, at times, what's been pulled out of the Fed's toolbox can be enormously important. Central banks resort to quantitative easing when rates are super low and you cannot cut further to stimulate growth. Back in March of 2020, the Fed's decision to add the purchasing of corporate credit to its treasuries and agencies programs literally changed the course of the pandemic from an investing standpoint. And when it decided to unwind the corporate bond buying program, markets didn't move, in part because the threat of the pandemic had reduced substantially, and in part because investors now know if things get bad enough, the Fed can restart the program. So at this stage of the recovery, when exactly it tapers its buying of treasuries and agencies doesn't figure to move credit markets, in our opinion. The Fed will begin to taper when it believes the economy can stand on its own and when its policy objectives price stability, and maximum employment have been sufficiently met. Now, as an aside, this has gotten a bit tricky of late as growth has been super strong, thank you stimulus, triggering inflation concerns, while at the same time, not all parts of the labor market are healthy, especially labor participation. So the Fed keeps buying bonds, drives the inflation hawks crazy, but that's for another time. The real issue for credit markets is whether or not you think that super low rates are mostly driven by QE. And if QE were reduced, would rates spike? Our thoughts? Like everything else the Fed does these days, tapering will be done in a measured way, starting with an abundance of communication. Case in point, talking about talking about tapering. Signaling. There will be no element of surprise, no adjusted market, no adjustment markets will have to make. The same goes for the rates decision thereafter. And if markets behave badly, you can always go back. All right, on to our third thing, corporate earnings. Corporate earnings are soaring. No surprise that this year's Q2 would handily top a year ago, given the impact at that time of COVID, but the magnitude is stunning nonetheless. With 427 companies reporting, 87% are higher year-over-year, and 87% have topped their estimates. EPS is 94% higher thus far, and sales are up 24%. All 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth. The performance is one of the key reasons Goldman Sachs increased its year-end target for the S&P 500 to a street-leading 4,700, up another 7% from where we are today, and up some 22% for the year. So we get it. Due to stimulus, consumer incomes are up, savings is up, net worth is up. We talked about this earlier. U.S. growth in 2021 is forecast to be 6.5% or 
well above the 2.4% average in the five years leading up to the pandemic. So does it make sense that earnings for the S&P 500 in 2022 are forecast to rise another 10% on revenue growth of 7% when real GDP growth is forecast to fall from 65 to 4.2%? Remember, those increases are forecast off of 2021's not-normal stimulus-fueled results. Now, behavior is funny, decidedly a non-linear thing. Even though we are forecast to grow in 2022 at a rate that is still twice the rate the Fed believes is the true long-term growth rate for the U.S., don't think the great deceleration will not lean on consumer and commercial sentiment. It will. Profligate spending, which is clearly in evidence here and there in 2021, is likely to get curtailed in 2022. And that will surely have a dampening effect on corporate earnings. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, in search of economic normality. We know this isn't it, but it's coming. Two, the Fed is guiding its path toward tightening seemingly every day. We really don't expect credit markets to be shocked when it finally gets there. Three, corporate earnings are forecast to continue to grow off of today's stimulus-fueled results we would be a bit more cautious about that outlook. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest rating reports and research. And check out KBRA Analytics on our webpage for all of our product offerings. See you next week.